We had a game today, Duck fans. We had a freaking college football game, and it was a historic one. Yes, it was against Portland State. Yes, we shouldn't get too excited about this. At the same time, I'm going to need y'all to turn the hype dial onto 11. Because holy hell, we scored a lot of points, and they didn't score a lot of points. That's all you need going against an FCS program. That's all you need. If you're if you're got a whole lot of duck fans for a week one game against Portland State and that we did couldn't be more excited couldn't be more excited about the final season of the conference it should be a very very exciting last season before we burn this mother to the ground uh let's get into it shall we because I got I got 12 points I mean ducks had a lot more than 12 points but I got 12 points I personally would like to make in this Saturday's Quack 12. Now, first one, it's a simple one, but it's a beautiful one. It feels so good to be a duck. Feels so good to be a duck today. When we score the most points in a season opener, but even more so than that, most points in the modern football era, just for those of you wondering, um, Oregon has scored more points than this. Uh, it was actually against Puget Sound in 1910, I do believe. I was at that game. Uh, yeah, yeah, 1910. 114 to zero, we scored there. But that does not take away the fact that we just hung up 81 freaking points on a living, breathing football team. Uh, never mind what conference they play in or, or the state of the program, but 81 points. Hell yeah. But again, the thing I'm probably more excited about, because we were going to score points, even Oregon's worst teams in their history were going to put on points against Portland State. What we weren't sure about is that defense. The defense did defense, and we should be excited about that. The Duck D stepped up, you know, the first uh, after the first three and out, I believe we stopped them. Um, but then those next two drives, I don't think I was the only Duck fan that was thinking, oh, here we go again. These screens are, are way too effective. You know, uh, they are pushing us around for a minute. They're definitely getting some ground game going. They scored that touchdown. I was not feeling too happy. There was even that play where he kind of overthrew his man where a different quarterback, a different team, that probably would have been an easy completion, that they probably would have kept marching down the field. But, no, we don't need to be ragging on this defense because they held them to seven points. And, you know, even the first game of this season, no matter who you're going against, it's fair to kind of throw out the results because it's week one. We all know the biggest jump is from week one to week two. Uh, this week one, so I was ready to kind of throw anything out. But um, no, we looked great. Uh, I- I'm willing to throw out the first half, you know, that first touchdown, because we we completely nuked their offense. They So many punts. Third down, they had there were four or 15 on third down. Uh, they only got 200 total yards, including... 52 passing yards and for a team that you know we were worried about the secondary we were were worried about run stopping we all got that Oregon State game still running in our heads from last season but couldn't ask for more obviously this is a step down from the rest of the competition we play in this year but seven points 200 total yards 
Chef's kiss. I actually got some pressure. Wonderful. Number three. Bonix matched the hype. Which is saying something. Because there's a whole lot of hype. There was billboard-sized hype for this man. You know? There was so much talking. And, and we didn't need him to be out there much. No one wanted to see him playing in that second half. If Bonix is playing in the second half, that is either a sign that this game was way too close or that Ty Thompson is way too far away from being a true QB number two. But we'll get into him a little bit later. But no, Bonix did exactly what he needed to do. Was was stupendous as always. You can tell he's a real duck. Despite the Auburn legacy, despite the time he's had there, he is 100% a duck. And uh, in the end, 23 of 27, 287 yards, three touchdowns, rushing, absolutely none. And that is exactly what we wanted. We do not need to be seeing him run against this team. You know, obviously he's a very effective runner. I want that to be a threat, but uh, we don't need any hits for week one. So what more can you say? Absolutely stupendous. My man is, is even bigger than this billboard that I'm looking at right now. Amazing. Now, let's get on to the next point. Bucky ran for a buck and change. Bucky Irving also matching the hype, which is saying something, because we were were really hyping him up too. Four carries, 119 yards, two touchdowns, a 56-yard long, which was just Portland State messing up a little bit, but also... It was our our blockers just shutting them down, giving him a 12-lane highway to get to the end zone. <laughs> An easy stroll, too. Uh, I mean, what can you say? Bucky, again, living up to his name. Man, what idiots Minnesota was. It doesn't matter. If, if we had a player and he wanted to be called Harry, we if he's good, you don't cut him just because there's Harry the Husky, all right? Keep the player. Let them be called what they're called. Call them by their name, especially when it's as cool of a name as Bucky. God damn, come on. Tie time is my fifth point here. Tie time did not disappoint. First of all, it came exactly when it needed to, which was early in the third quarter. We didn't want to see any of Bo Nix in the second half, and we didn't have to. And not only that, we didn't miss him because Ty Thompson, again, this is against Portland State, but... Looked confident as hell. Looked like he was having fun. He's relaxed. He's ready. Dark horse for Heisman, as they say. Ty Thompson, 7 of 8, 81 yards. 10 average, uh, 1 touchdown. Also, really, he was much more mobile, which is good. You know, you 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 do want a QB to be mobile. It's 2023. We're the Oregon Ducks. We're going to be running them. Obviously, we have some horror stories in our history of mobile QBs being injured, as does everyone, I suppose. But, um, yeah, we need that threat. That That's truly what takes us to the next level. Ty Thompson looked very good as a runner. Excellent passer, which is what we're all kind of fearing. And uh, any good reps for Ty Thompson is, is good, for, good for our squad. I'm stoked for him. I mean, that was... What we were all circling. We're like, if everything's going according to plan, 
I want to see Ty Thompson in the second half, and I want to see him look good. Not only that, but shout out, because he, obviously he's not the only QB out there. Austin Novosad, true freshman, also looked, I mean, you know, he's playing against Portland State's backups as well. But looks comfortable, got his first touchdown. I love it. Let's get into it. Number six, pass catchers galore. I know USC is getting all this hype for having such an amazing receiving core. Oregon, I they are either a close, close, close second or tied first because we just so many options. Troy Franklin, obviously, chief among them, 106 yards, seven receptions, two touchdowns. He's not the only receiver we had with seven catches and 100 yards and two touchdowns. No, no, no. Gary Bryant Jr., speaking of USC, Gary Bryant Jr. comes over here, makes an immediate impact, uh, had really good chemistry with Ty, and killed it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, we got Tez Johnson. We all know how close the chemistry between him and his, his brother Bo is. Uh, that was wonderful to see. Had a really good uh, post-game presser, too, on the Pac-12 network. Wonderful. Uh, Bucky Irving, of course, is also a passing ca- threat. Terrence Ferguson, healthy, looking big, looking dominant. Patrick Herbert even got out there. Uh, got a 23-yard catch. Jaden Lamar, freshman Jaden Lamar. Kenyon Sadiq, good to see him out there as well. Treshawn Holden. Looks like he's going to make some big plays for the Ducks at some point. He got a little limpy, but I, I he looked to be a f- fine, honestly. Uh, we'll get into the injuries in a little bit. Jordan James, also fun to watch. And then Darian Anderson rounds it out, though barely a catch, really. Uh, couldn't be more excited. Do you guys remember early in the Cristobal era when we just had zero receiving threats? You know, we had, we had, we had some, but... Nothing like this. Johnny Johnson the third wouldn't be sniffing the too deep in this. <laughs> and I'm not dissing Johnny Johnson the third. I'm just saying. At one point he was our best threat. Let's get into number seven. Transfers show up big. Huge even. When from see from season one to season two of Dan Lanning, there were some there was some roster turnover, which is normal. A lot of it on defense, um, obviously our O-line too. A lot of them went to the NFL and such um, or transferred out. It's all about who you bring in at that point. Is it an overall program plus? You know, Are you hitting on the ones that you're bringing in, even if it's just quality depth? I think we've done well. As I, I've already mentioned, Gary Bryant, amazing game from him. Treshawn Holden can hold on to that ball no matter what. Uh, Nico Reed of Colorado, he got some playing time. Jordan Birch, he's definitely getting some playing time. Uh, you know, he he got to the QB a couple of times. I, I imagine he's just going to get better and better. That's what you hope for. Uh, alongside Brandon Dorless, you know. Uh, Treshawn Holden as well from, oh, I already said him. Kyrie Jackson as well from Alabama. Uh, Taishim Johnson, Connor Sowell, he got a lot of playing time, I do believe. Transfer from Arizona State. Um, yeah. I'm stoked. Uh, Johnny Cornelius uh, on that O-line, crucially important. And a lot of people were talking about this O-line. Maybe it's going to be a weakness because we lost so much, so much of that offensive greatness from last season. No, no, no. No, no, no. At least not against Portland State. Next week's going to be huge, but we all know this. Number eight, 
Pac-12 all-team candidates. Now, obviously, Bo Nix was mentioned. There's a lot of great QBs. A lot of great QBs they'd they'd rather have on there, you know. But uh, alongside Bo Nix, we got plenty of people that I think truly can not only be Pac-12 All-Stars, but if everything, or All-Team, if everything goes perfectly, maybe National. Maybe American. Who knows? Specifically, I would say, I mean, Bucky Irving. Holy cow. Bucky Irving is up there. Troy Franklin. Maybe even another receiver. Like, maybe we can get uh, All-Pac-12 Troy Franklin and Gary Bryant Jr. Terrence Ferguson. Uh, he definitely has the offensive threats. I'm not sure if we're going to be using that tight end position as much as we did last season as far as actually, like, you know, regularly to pick up the big yardage. Hopefully we won't even have to because our running backs are plowing through the D-lines and our receivers are streaming down the sidelines. But uh, Terrence Ferguson's definitely one to watch. Um, and I would love to see a linebacker to maybe a D-lineman. Brandon Dorr, let's keep an eye on him. I certainly think he's going to make a lot of noise. And Tez Johnson certainly is the winner in our hearts. Number nine, we won the injury battle, which is just against the general premise of injuries. We are looking fairly healthy right now. This is not like the Cristobal eras when everybody was always, you know, uh, we'd have all the injuries right before week one. You know, the fifth injury to Cam McCormick. We have zero wide receivers for some reason. That doesn't seem to be the case right now. Like, obviously, we do have some people that did not play in this game that we would have loved to have. Nishad Strother, for example. Josh Delgado, always a reliable face. Um, Some very uh, promising freshmen like uh, Pomeye or Tuioti. But overall, we are healthy. Knock on wood, knock on wood. That's me knocking on wood. Number 10, also basically penalty-free. There was a little confusion even in the broadcasting whether we had one or two penalties. I believe there was a, maybe there was an unsportsmanlike, and I believe there was a, a holding at some point, or an un, unnecessary roughness on Jackson. But that was late in the game. What's making my heart feel good is no false starts. If you saw Florida against Utah, you know what a false start can do to a team. And there seems to be some great chemistry with Oregon, at least in Austin, against an inferior opponent. There's, you know, there weren't any stupid mistakes. How many times in the few games we've played or that have been played this year have we seen players go out with the same number jersey and that cost them? Again, I guess I'm talking about Florida-Utah. That game was nuts. But, um... Yeah, yeah. The penalty, I mean, that's truly where you're seeing, not only accruing is obviously a huge part of being a coach, but when you see that lack of penalties, that really is a testament to you got the guys on the same page. Number 11, shout out to PSU. Not because necessarily they played well, because they didn't. A highlight reel from Portland State would consist of maybe three plays. Maybe. But they came, they played, and they were conquered. Um, I want Portland State to be a good team. And I I hope in the future they do. Uh, Bruce Eugene Barnum came in. 
As I said, we talked to our friend Mike Lund, who works over at Portland State. I want them to be good. I hope they're good. We They just got a paycheck from us. I hope one day they can upset another Pac-12 team. It'll be a lot easier in the future when the Pac-12 consists of Mountain West. But, yeah, shout out to Portland State Vikings. I, I hope you win every other game after this. And the final one, let's get into it, the bottom 11. The bottom 11 is where we talk about the other Pac-12 schools. The score, Oregon, way at the top, all the way under there is the bottom 11. Uh, a lot of them haven't played. Some of these games I wasn't really able to watch, like most of the Washington game, for example, because it's hard for me to stop the vomit when I'm watching that team, especially when they're up. Uh, plus, it was during the Oregon game. But I just wanted to express how hyped I am, how stoked I am. I know it's the same thing. How excited I am. All those mean the same thing. That the Pac-12 may be undefeated in week one. Knock on wood again. Undefeated. Let's win all these non-con games. And then let the top tier feast on the bottom tier. And let's just have the best Pac-12 season there's ever been. And then let the Ducks win it all. In in embarrassing fashion for the other teams. But I I do want the Pac-12 to go out in a blaze of glory. Amen. That being said, y'all, I'm just so excited football's here. I'm excited the Ducks look so good. Nick Aliotti, after the game on Pac-12 Network, truly said that was the best opener he's ever seen. Full stop. He was dead serious. Hard to do better. We could have prevented that one touchdown, but hey, I'll take it. Y'all, ducks are here, and they are ready to kick some fucking ass. That's right, I said. We'll see y'all on the main feed. Apple Podcasts is where you can give us five stars. If you want to give us five dollars and give us that over on the Patreon, you will get hundreds of Oregon duck-themed entertainment shows. That was poorly said. I'm just excited to see y'all. Go Ducks. Quack, quack.